Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Base Hit Ball 4. My name is Glenn Negris, joined alongside, as always, Tyler Blumenstake, Scott Roswald, and Alex Cashman. Uh, we've discussed the NL West and NL Central. We're going to put the NL East on the back burner until the last show before opening day. So we're going to head out to the AL West. Last year, there were two teams that made the playoffs from the AL West. The Oakland Athletics won the division. The Houston Astros. Cash, do you have anything to say about them? Cheat. They cheated. They made the playoffs as a wild card under 500. Um, Because they didn't cheat. The Astros beat the A's in the division series, went to the ALCS for the fourth year in a row, I think. Something like that. 17, 18, 19, fourth year in a row. And lost in seven games to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Both teams come into 2020 losing people the astros lost their center fielder george springer and they lost justin verlander for probably the entire year because he needs tommy john that he got late last year the a's lost their shortstop marcus samian they lost their closer um liam Hendricks to the chicago white Sox. so similar similar similarly to the nl central some, it's one of those divisions that somebody's going to have to win. There's other teams out there that haven't made a push for the playoffs that could. Now that the top two teams have taken a little bit of a step back, the Angels, um, we'll see what they can do. We'll see if they can get enough pitching. The Mariners are a team that's young on the rise, but we're not sure if they're there yet. And then, obviously, the Texas Rangers seem to be you know stuck in the middle between contending and rebuilding. So start off with the division champion, Oakland Athletics. This is a team over the last like decade, decade and a half, kind of like the twins. They're in October a lot. You know, they had the movie made about them. They, they make the playoffs a lot. It's always winning that round. Greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time. They always, they're, they're always in the playoffs, but when it comes to winning that round, it's always seemed to be elusive to them. They can never really get over the hump last year. They really had, a team that you thought would make it to the ALCS because they matched, they beat the White Sox in the wild card series in three games. They matched up against a Houston team that they took care of in the regular season and a Houston team that wasn't really good and really didn't deserve to make the playoffs. You thought they would find themselves in the ALCS and maybe this is the year that Billy Bean finally does it. And then it came crashing down. They lost to the Astros in four. Now in the offseason, we know the financial constraints that the Oakland Athletics deal with from a year to year basis. They lose the top reliever on the market. They lose a you know very quality shortstop to the Toronto Blue Jays, and now you're looking at the A's. You know they, they always find themselves there at the end of the year, but by no means are they a contender, in my opinion, as we speak right now on March 16th, to challenge the Yankees and the White Sox and maybe the Blue Jays. Yeah, especially since. The, the subtractions are, are the big key there uh, in Semyon, who came in third place in the MVP in 2019 and then losing Liam Hendricks, uh, the best closer probably in baseball to the White Sox. Um, they're worse than they were last year, so they're, they're probably still the best team in the division, but um, they're obviously worse. Um, and in that postseason against the Astros last year, what let them down was their pitching, and that's what they're mainly known for is – you know, being a good pitching team, having a good bullpen, and uh, they didn't do that in the postseason last year. Um, so, yeah, definitely worse than they were last year. Well, 
I mean, I've said it, you know, a hundred times, and I'm going to continue to say it until someone decides to listen to me, is that analytics will only take you to so far, right? So analytics, you can get to the playoffs using just analytics, and that's obviously what Billy Bean and the athletics do. Um, you know, the whole movie Moneyball was about that exact thing, and they brought analytics to baseball. Um, and whether and however accurate you want to think that movie is, whatever, but they use analytics to the nth degree, and and analytics will only take you as far as it'll take you as the athletics continue to prove. Um, but there's some form of human inner uh, human element to the game that needs to be taken into consideration, and teams are hopefully starting to realize that. I don't know, um, but uh, with that being said, the athletics could should probably will win the division but i don't see them making it any further than that yeah i'm with you guys i i don't want to harp on it way too much i just feel like this division there are many many teams taking steps forward i mean not many teams but there are teams taking steps forward whether that's in different degrees like the angels whose floor starts a little bit higher or the mariners who are still taking a step forward but their floor obviously a little bit lower um i don't know if you're subtracting you can get by in this league. I mean, in this uh, division rather, because the Astros aren't as good as they were, but yeah, I still don't think the athletics are really, I don't know. They're probably second place in this division. If I had to guess, maybe third. Okay. Interesting. But we'll talk about the rest. I don't want to give up way too much now. Yeah. And, and so like the, the two main subtractions in Semyon and Hendricks, they go out and they replace them with Elvis Andrews, who's on the back end of his career now. And Trevor Rosenthal, um, who, had a, who had a nice year um, with the Padres last year, but he hasn't been the most reliant back end of the bullpen guy. Um, so the, the two main subtractions, they, they got worse at those two positions that they were trying to replace. Um, I don't know how about you guys feel about uh, like Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Probably I like them a lot. Probably two of the best corner infielders defensively in all of baseball, both still leave a lot to uh, be wanted at the plate. They have a lot of power, but their average um, is usually on the lower end. Um, they definitely missed Chapman at the end of last season when he got hurt. Um, they have some pieces there. Um, I'm interested to hear why Ty thinks they're the third best team um, in the division moving forwards, because I, I still think they're the favorite. You want me to give it to you now, or you want to wait? If you look at their rotations, it could be led by Manaya, Fires, Think you're gonna Montez, wait. Lizardo, <laughs> Bassett. Um, I'm not sure that that's a rotation. It might get you through the AOS because, you know, this is a division that's not going to have, you know, a premier ace. Like, really, none of these teams have a premier ace because Verlander is going to be out. Um, Texas traded or tr- Texas had Kluber for one start last year, and that was it. Um, the Mariners and Angels, you know, historically have never been able to have pitching. So that might be a rotation that's just good enough to get them through the division. Now, will they be able to hold down the teams that they might face in October? I don't think so, but you're looking at their rotation, how it could be good enough over the course of 162 in that division. And you look at the guys in their, in their lineup. Yeah. You mentioned Olsen and Chapman who are going to put home runs on the board. You got a guy like Steven Piscotti, Ramon Laureano. They they have some guys that can swing the bat. So I, I, I too, am curious to see who Stick would have above Oakland in this division. 
I mean, I'll just touch on their pitching because that's really something that is a question mark for me. And it's a question mark, like you just mentioned, around the entire division. Um, I would still say the Astros probably hold the edge there in pitching. I mean, young pitching, they still have Granke, Verlander obviously on the shelf. But, I mean, you look at like Lazardo and Manaya. These are guys that got a lot of hype right when they first came up and two big left-handed guys that, I mean, could be – the one, two in that rotation going forward. And they kind of showed what they had. They showed their potential in the beginning and then now have regressed. And we haven't really seen consistency out of them. Um, so I feel like that they can struggle with. Um, Mike Fires is just that consistent guy. Same thing with Bassett. Um, and they added Mike Miner. So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a respectable major league rotation, but I just feel like whenever I watch Oakland A's games on the West Coast, I, I, I just picture, like, in my head, I can't get it out. It's like the eighth inning tie game against the Angels in the Coliseum. And it's just, like, maybe one-to-one, zero-to-zero, two-to-one. It's, like, I don't know. I, it's, it's not exciting. There's no pizzazz. Yeah. And, like, that's just what they are. Yeah, they don't, play, they don't play an exciting brand of baseball. Um, yeah. One guy in their pitching staff who, who could have a big impact, if he can stay healthy, is A.J. Puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, big lefty. Um, out of the University of Florida, throws really hard, has a really good slider, but can't stay healthy. He's he's, he's had a lot of shoulder and elbow problems. Um, and same thing, like Manaya's had that as well. Like he's got a lot of potential as well, but he's got a lot of shoulder and elbow problems. Um, but if Puck can stay healthy, uh, I think he could be a huge weapon for them, either out of the bullpen or as a starter. Um, he's mainly a starter, but if they want to, you know, limit his innings using him out of the bullpen. He could be a real threat there. Um, I have this question regarding Billy Bean. The movie was based on the 2002 season. So that's going on, you know, 19 years now of him, like at the helm of everything. How much longer is he going to wait? Cause I'm sure he can get an offer for a team that has a higher payroll. How long, how much longer do you think he has in him? to continue to run it back and go with the same kind of philosophy that that organization runs under. Billy Bean has – Tyler, I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry, but Billy I mean, Bean You kind has, of got there first. I was going to cut you off technically if we're going to really get down to it. Billy Bean has something that a lot of people in professional sports don't have, and that's loyalty. And, and you know, that was showed at the end of the movie. Um, whatever the number was, I don't know how accurate the movie was in that aspect, but the Red Sox offered him – a lot more money. They would have made him the highest paid general manager in baseball history. And he turned it down to stay with the athletics. And that's something. So Glenn, not to, you know, point a finger at you, but it's just people in general that, you know, it's underappreciated that like the way you look at it is he's a great general manager. When's he going to go to a team with a higher payroll? I think he's looking at it. I have a job to do here. This is where I belong and I'm going to do what I can to win here. So it's something that we give players a lot of shit for, for not having. Yeah, but at what point is it? What do we got? What? You just stopped speaking. Glenn. I don't know what's going (laughs) on. Go ahead. You you were speaking. So I what stopped going talking because you were I'm speaking. I'm so confused. What the? F- what just happened? I have Glenn, no idea. Did Glenn just get the yip? Glenn, what just happened? <laughs> I think no, just I was talking. I yeah, was talking. you were talking. That's and then the Cash started talking. So no. I stopped. I, <laughs> I stopped because you were speaking. 
Oh, then I'm on a then I'm on a delay, I guess. It That's is good. Is. Our host is on a delay. But like, <laughs> but at what point? Like, loyalty is all well and good, but at what point is it okay? This is year nineteen now. I it, it's just it's just not going to work. I would compare well, it to the Epstein situation right now, where, I mean, he kind of saw out his stars for maybe like two cycles. He's like, all right, we won the World Series. Now we're kind of going like down a little path where we either have there's kind of a fork in the road. And then he decided to leave and take a job with Major League Baseball. I feel like if Billy Bean were to do that, he had his successful run with the Oakland Athletics right around the time the movie was made. Then kind of mediocrity, mediocrity, mediocrity. Now they're kind of swinging right back into it. So I feel like if he just sees out like the Chapmans and the Olsons, if he were that type of guy, that would be probably the move and when he would take the jump. But like Cash said, I mean, I think it's about the loyalty to him. So well, it's the same deal with Brian Cashman. Like he's been there forever. At, yeah, but, I, I do remember at the end of last season, there was some speculation that Billy Bean was getting ready to move on from the A's. Um, I'm trying to do some research here. Doesn't look like he has left. There was, there looks like at some point, one of his companies that he's involved with was looking to purchase a portion of the Red Sox. Um, so going back to that connection that he already has. So I feel like if, if that happened, he would obviously have to move on from the A's. Um, just going off of, you know, others, he does have like stakes in, uh, you know, soccer teams over in England. So I do think there is a point where he might say, like, I've had enough of this, like time for me to go do something else. Um, but he has been extremely loyal and I think he's done a good job overall. Um, his, you know, his support is limited from ownership. They have a terrible stadium. Um, they're not going to attract big time free agents there. So I think he's done a good job for what he's, you know, been dealing with. I don't think if he leaves after 20 years now, people are going to label him as unloyal. Well, I think he's done. About, his- it's not about what people label him. It's about what he labels as himself. Right. And he, if he, if he, if he wants to stay with the athletics because he loves Oakland, you know, then I give him all the credit in the world, like stay, you know, um, I, I think that it's fair. It's unfair for us to harp on these athletes all the time, how they're not loyal. I mean, like, for example, look what's going on in Deshaun Watson in Houston. He had signed a contract last year to stay with the Texans for four years, and now he's demanding out. And and I think that's something that should be talked about more in sports is the loyalty or the lack thereof. And and this is something that we're not used to seeing, the, the likes of Derek Jeter, who stayed with his the Yankees his whole career or, you know, the Kobe Bryant's or whatnot, you know, it's something that, you know, the people growing up now watching LeBron switch to the, his third team or um, Kevin Durant's on his third team, like stuff like that is people, what people are getting used to, but Billy beans, an old, old school dude. I, I don't think, I don't see him going anywhere. And I just, I just think it's interesting. I just, I just feel like if you're Billy bean, of course you love Oakland, but if your, I guess, end goal before you retire from baseball is to win a ring, I think there's a lot of teams elsewhere that can better that will get make you better equipped to get that ring than Oakland. That doesn't mean you hate Oakland or you're turning your back on Oakland. It's just you know everything does come to an end, and I feel like I mean, it, it's been 20 years. So Billy Bean is clearly on. He's he's closer to the end of his run than the beginning. So just something to think about. Also, Oakland. They never keep guys. They're kind of like 
the Colorado Rockies. They always seem to have this turnover of the roster. Every time they have a big star, they seem to trade them. Um, Matt Holiday, they got and they traded. Who else am I thinking of? Chris Davis, they had, they they traded him. Cespedes. There's a bunch. It's They always seem to get rid to of a guys. Kind of situation. Yeah, I'd say they're even yeah. more like the Rays than than the Rockies. So, I I think Oakland has another year or two left in them, but you, they're not going to re-sign Chapman. Chapman's probably going to leave. So you're just going to keep every three or four years having these roster turnovers and going from, you know, the top of the division and then back down and never really making that next step to competing for World Series. So we'll see what happens with Oakland in 2021. Astros. Cheaters. Under 500 last year. Just a miserable year for them. Um, they're, they're lucky that there were no fans last year because it would have been 10 times worse. Altuve was miserable. Um, they lose Springer. Altuve was terrible. Uh, they're going to be without Verlander. Granke is another year older. They have McCullers. Um, they have that kid, Eureka. What, how, do you, how do you pronounce his last name, Scott? I think it's Urikidi, Jose Urikidi. So the Astros are interesting because they seem to be, you know, I, I feel like that window is closed, that 2017 to 2019 window where they were World Series uh, contenders and they made two World Series and uh, won one, but with the cheating. I think they're on the way out. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Correa because he's a free agent. And we saw what Tatis got. We saw we're, we're going to see what Lindor is going to get soon. We're going to see what Story or Baez get on the open market next year. You can make the case that, you know, everyone from that core is going to move on other than Bregman and Altuve. Probably. Yeah, they're, they're in a weird spot of whether to keep going or or to, like, rebuild and blow it up. The kind of similar spot as the Cubs, um, mainly because Correa's – hitting the market next year that he's a big part of their, their roster losing Springer is going to be huge. Uh, he was such a staple at the top of their lineup. And then when it came down to it in the postseason, I, I know cash wants to knock him, you know, for what happened in 2017, but he's done it in every single postseason. He, he comes up clutch for them. Um, he's going to be huge for the blue Jays. And we'll get to that, you know, in a couple of weeks when we, when we do the, uh, the AL East um, Springer's going to be missed, but, they're still they're still good. Uh, Brantley's good. Bregman's still there. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is coming back off of injury. Um, I still think they're going to hit. I don't think Altuve is going to be as bad as he was last year. He's not, you know, the MVP guy that he was. Um, he's still he can still hit. They're, that's what they're going to you know they're they're going to still hit the ball. They're still going to be competitive, um, but they're in a weird spot moving forwards. So I'll jump in. I guess I'll, I'll continue my, uh, my reasoning from the athletic segment um, and kind of echo, Scott, what you just said. They're going to hit. And I feel like I mean, you can think what you want about the Astros and the title, and it can be tainted. I agree that it's tainted. Um, it, it, they cheated. It is what it is. I don't want to keep screaming it. But Altuve, I feel like that was more of an outlier last year than more of a progression to what he's becoming later in his career. I feel like he's due for a correction, but a positive correction. Um, I agree that Springer is going to be missed. I drafted him on my fantasy team. I think he's going to kill the Yankees um, in Toronto. I'm not looking forward to it. I really like the way he plays. 
I'm kind of glad that he's not in Houston anymore because now, I mean, he's still part of a cheating team, but whatever. Um, but back to the Astros, I, I just feel like you look at this roster. Maldonado's a serviceable catcher. Yuli Gurriel hits. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Brantley. Like, and then you add the young guys in there. Uh, Steven Souza Jr. You have Jordan Alvarez back from injury, like you mentioned. I think Kyle Tucker. He had a gonna breakout score. year last year. Yeah, they're going to hit. Back to the I, pitching rotation, I guess. Granky Odorizzi, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, and Jose Uricudi, and Framber Valdez. Like that, if they they have one or two young guys that step up and really cement themselves as a big leaguer, this is a pretty good team, I would say. And um, I think better than the Oakland Athletics. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you who's one, who's two, who's three, who's four, who's five until the very end of this, but there might be another sneaky team up at the top. It's probably not really that hard based off deductive reasoning, but we'll figure it out. I'm not looking forward to that. I, I, I just I just think big big picture, like big name-wise, like mm-hmm. just obviously have that edge over the A's. Yeah. Um, and just you know, talent-wise probably have that edge. Um, I just don't know moving forwards. That's why I think that the A's just have a little bit of edge. Just I feel yeah. they're they're a little more stable. Um, than the Astros are. Yeah, I could get behind that. Uh, I'm not going to really comment much on the Astros. I've, I've harped on it for the last year and a half. What I'm going to say is, and I'm going to ask a question because I don't know the answer. Do you think Correa deserves or will get the money that that Tatis or Lindor is going to get? No, 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 no. No, but he's still good. Mm-hmm. How old is he? It's the same Close age as He's close. Him and Lindor are about the same. Him, Lindor, and Baez are all about the same age. Tatis, six. Tatis wow. is younger than all of them. How how old is he? He's twenty six. I don't think he's is he that good. I mean, he's good. I mean, yes. But he he's had some injury, you know, issues with not being on the field. But I think he's kind of yeah. So. 2018, he played 110 games. 2019, he played. He only played 75 games. Um, last year, he played 58 out of 60. Um, so if he can put together His a one full year, big year was in 2017. His one big year in 2017, he had 315. The year he cheated. Yeah, 24 home runs, 84 year. Yeah, the year he cheated. Um, after that, he went down from 2315 in two th- 2017 to 239 in 2018, then to 279 to 264. Um, his career average is 276. His career on base is 353, slugging 480, OPS 833. wonder if I can compare that to – let's just give – let's just do Lindor. Give me one second. Lindor's career OPS is 833, so the same. Slugging 488, on base 346, batting average 285. Very similar numbers. Lindor's slightly better and has been on the field more um, and doesn't have the you know the stain of 2017. I still think Correa is going to get paid. I'd, I'd Actually, I'd probably put him... I don't know. I He's probably fifth on that list of the upcoming... Shortstop class or is it fourth? So Lindor Baez Story and Correa. So I'd actually I'd put Correa as the fourth shortstop on that list, but that's not a knock on him. I just think those three guys are better than him. Um, he's still one of the better shortstops in our league. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, to answer your question, Cash, I, I do think he gets paid. Got it. Got it. Do you think the Astros pay him? Because the Astros haven't paid anyone who's become a free agent on their side. They didn't pay Cole. They didn't pay Springer. They've been losing people. Do you think that they see Correa as a guy that we're going to build around for the next core of guys? Or do you think they're going to let him walk I, I and kind of build more towards Bregman? I think to save the face of their franchise, they need to let him walk. I think they I need think to the get... Opposite. I think they need I to I think get to save of, his face, himself, no. personally, I think he needs to leave. I think they need to get rid of everyone who's on the 2017 team. And, and I'm not just saying that because I, I, I've been harping on it. I'm saying it because the reality is they're going to be looked at as cheaters for as long as anyone. Right, you you crapped on Glenn for the complete opposite and flip-flop. You said you don't worry about what other people think. It's about how you are. I forget what the situation was before. But if the it's Astros beaten. are okay internally with what's going on, why do they care what the fans say? Just taking your your premise and applying uh, it here. I'm not saying they care what the fans say, but who's going to want to come play there? What free agent is going to go want to go play with, with a city for a city who's known as cheaters? So what do the players matter then? That's the thing. What do the players matter? It's it's if Correa's on that team, he's a fucking cheater. He cheated. All right? If Altuve's on that team, he's a cheater. And they're going to be known as cheaters until they're not on that team. And if I'm a free agent, I'm not go. I'm not even looking at Houston until there's any remblance of that gone. It Anything is. They, like, they got rid of the manager and the GM that were in charge. I don't care. The, all the players still participated. I mean, but nothing's a lot to ask. Nothing's going to happen to the players because they were the ones that talked and gave up the manager and the GM. I'm not saying anything is going to happen to the players. What I'm saying is that if I'm a free agent, right? I, I'm. Trevor Story this year. Why would I want to go and play in Houston? Well, he's not going there because they already have a shortstop. That's not my point. There's no reason why he wouldn't want to go play in Houston because that situation was four. If they five offer years the ago. best contract, they're going to go to Houston. I don't know. I- I'm not it's an sure attractive city that, to be okay. in. It's a nice ballpark to play in. And whether you want to say that the cheating played an impact, there they've won recently. I I understand what also, you're saying. It was also I- five years ago. I understand what you're saying. Thank- and and I get it. I'm not going to continue to harp on it because we're just not going to agree on this topic because my personal opinion is not going to change. Let's let's flip the script, though. Do you think if you're Carlos Correa and you're looking at your, your own legacy and your own kind of reputation, do you think maybe you should be saying to yourself, hey, like what Springer did, if I leave and put another yeah. jersey on, this might yeah. save my own reputation for the next 10 years of my career and hopefully save face. Yeah, he needs to go out and perform elsewhere without cheating. He doesn't think that way, though. He, he doesn't have to. But he he plays plays do you think Springer might think that way? Do you think Springer might have thought that way? I think he might have because he was quiet throughout the whole thing. He didn't I agree talk. With. Like, Correa went out of his way and called out Cody Bellinger after everyone apologized, saying that it happened, and Correa is still de- denying it like an idiot and he's calling out Bellinger and he's calling out all these guys saying, Oh, you don't know what went on in here. Well, we do because your teammates ratted you out. I think Correa also went on Twitter when some Fugazi Yankee cheating scandal was people were trying to percolate and Correa was like, Oh, they did it. And Correa was on Twitter going crazy. What was that? Tyler? The sealed letter, the sealed letter. Yes. And Correa was on Twitter, like waving the letter in the air when it ended up being nothing. So Correa has like embraced the role of being the villain. Like that's something I guess he. Enjoys. Why would if I'm a free agent? Why would I want to go play with that? 
if you're a team, why would you want him to leave? Which is why I think he's staying put right in Houston and not going anywhere. Yeah, I, 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 wait, uh, what? Ty? So under the same premise, if people don't want to go play with him, why would an organization want to pay him millions of dollars if that's truly the sentiment around the league? Oh, I'm not saying they should. I don't think he should get paid. That's why I asked the question. I, you're saying he should be out of baseball? Pretty much. Because if no one should sign him and no one should play with him, where the heck's the guy playing baseball? That's not my problem. Uh, yeah, but you you brought the argument up. What I, all I'm saying is I don't think he deserves the big contract because he cheated. He, He's getting paid to play baseball, not for his moral compass inside not, of his brain. I don't care about that. But his one great year was the year he knew what pitches was coming. I, that's no coincidence. Springer got paid. He was but on the Springer team. Springer was more consistent. And as we just mentioned, he didn't call out anybody else. He was quiet about it. Correa made a mockery of it. Correa made himself more of a are they villain cheaters than he or was. Are they not? Or are there ranks to being cheaters now? No, they are. And they all deserve. I, I'm not defending Springer, but I understand why he got paid. I get it. If I'm a front office, though, I don't even offer Correa a contract. I don't want him in my organization. In my eyes, he's a piece of scum. So Alex Bregman too? Is that is that Fuck talent? Him. Is that talent wise though, or is it just morals? But both. When you are building, well, I don't know to answer that question. I don't know because he had a phenomenal season, two thousand seventeen. Everyone looked at him as the next MVP. He was fantastic, and then he comes out and he, he plays awfully the last two years. We shouldn't forget what he did in the playoffs last year. He turned it on big time. Yeah, Correa wasn't terrible last year, and he wasn't terrible in 2019. He was bad in and 2018. He does he does perform in the playoffs. Even if you take 2017 away, he That's still, and, and, he still and plays well. I'm not denying that, and I'm not saying that he should be kicked out of baseball. I mean, I wouldn't sign him as a general manager, but I'm not saying that he shouldn't sign anywhere, whatever. It's your I personal like this might preference. be one of the most ridiculous conversations we've ever had on this Why? podcast. We're arguing for one of the top players in the league to not get paid, essentially. Well, you are. Okay. Because of right, his, the way he I mean, if you want to not, I, if, if you want to not tender contracts to people who are, you know, maybe a little bit of troublemakers and maybe have questionable kind of antics. I mean, Trevor Bauer just made the most money anyone's ever made ever. Yeah, and, and he's I also paying the just, ass. And there I are also, also people committing domestic violence and coming back into the league and just continuing on. And you're gonna give this guy shit for saying, "Oh, uh, well, we didn't talk about course. that." You you think that I think Herman deserves a spot in the team? No, not no, not, as, not any more than than Chapman did four years ago, or now for whatever that's the case. But we're not talking about sooner. that. We're talking about the fact that he cheated. He he took the game and made a mockery of it. And that is a bigger problem to me than anything else. And 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 what's his face? Let it happen. But you're you're comparing it to the sentiment around the league. Now there are players. I guess you could take the Yankees for example that are becoming okay with accepting having a, a person on their team who just went through what he went through in Domingo Herman, and they're accepting it, and they're saying we need to work through this. That's much worse and much more serious than I disagree. cheating. So, I, I don't disagree at all. But, but that's you're not saying my players are going to like shame Correa for this, but like these are grown men and they move on from things. You might think this guy's an asshole, but it's not going to prevent life decisions and moving around the country. That's fine. To play where I'm you giving play. you my personal opinion. 
I know, but we do the podcast to debate back and forth. So this is what we're doing. Right. I, I, and I get that. And, and I realize that I'm not going to have the same opinion as the, the general manager of the Astros. And that's okay. Scott, but, just a quick fact check. We forgot Seager in next year's free agent. Ah, uh, Seager. So, so are your Correa, Correa would be fifth. Correa is down to five. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting next offseason or this season if they decide to extend Correa. I mean, the Astros haven't been willing to bring people back other than Brantley, who was much cheaper than Springer was going to be or what Correa is going to be. And it is going to be interesting to see what other franchises I he will eventually get paid by someone but it'll be interesting to see which franchises are willing to take on that personality and everything that comes with it because you know he is he's a very outspoken person like Trevor Bauer was and there is some baggage to Carlos Correa because as Cash said he did cheat in 2017 so we'll see we'll see especially because there's so other shortstops that are going to be out there we'll see how long it takes in free agency in the offseason for Correa to get what he thinks he's worth. So going to be interesting to see what happens there. Let's move to the Los Angeles angels. Cause this is always a hot button topic on this podcast specifically because of the fact that they have the best player in this generation and they never make the playoffs. So the angels um, again, missed the playoffs in a season where everybody made the playoffs. Basically they don't Trout's still there. He's, he's approaching 30 if he's not 30 already. So he's he's at the point where it's closer to the end than the beginning, and he's only made the playoffs one time, and he got swept by the Kansas City Royals in 2014. The Angels continuously do not address what everybody in the world knows is their Achilles heel, and that is the starting pitching. Um, Tyler, I feel like this is the team that you think is going to surprise everyone and make the playoffs. I don't. I just, until they get, until they address the rotation and Dylan Bundy's not their best pitcher, I don't see them making the playoffs, but I don't know. It, it, it's just a shame that, you know, Mike Trout has to continue to go through this. It is a shame. I completely agree with you, but, but at the, the same time, the he form, signed the, he signed the contract knowing what this was going to be. It's true. Um, all right. So let's tackle this rotation real quick. Dylan Bundy, Andrew Haney, Jose Quintana, Griffin Canning, Shohei Otani, and Alex Cobb. Now, it's not the best rotation in the league, but it's also not a bad major league rotation if you're going to hit the baseball. They have Iglesias closing, and now we're going to r- we'll run through their uh, their team, I guess, their hitters, who which are, I mean, for the amount of turnover they have, it's not very impressive, but it has the potential to be. But they just have to fire on all cylinders. I mean, they lost Andrelton Simmons, um, got Jose Iglesias. They have Max Stasi at catcher, Kurt Suzuki, um, I don't know who this Jared Walsh is at first base. He, Scott, do you know? He mashed last he year mashed? When, he, when he came up last year, went on an absolute tear. So I, he's going to be a big middle of the uh, lineup bat for them uh, this year. Let's yeah, see, I think. Let's see. He hit. Uh, he hit two ninety three with nine homers and twenty six RBIs in hundred and eight plate appearances last year. That's pretty so good. about half of what Mike Trout got. Interesting. Um, Pujols still there. David Fletcher hits for average. He's a guy you want in your lineup. I mean, he's a valuable guy to have. Um, Rendon, obviously, you know what you're getting. Iglesias, I mentioned. Justin Upton, Mike Trout, Juan Lagares for defensive uh, stability out there. Dexter Fowler and Shohei Otani. So it's not a bad core of your lineup. 
uh, and you have the best player in baseball. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they can. I don't really know. I can't put my finger on who can win this division. It's just way too much. And you have teams like the Mariners and the Rangers that we're going to get to that are just going to be essentially free wins or at least 75% of the games that you're going to play against them, 60% of the games. I don't know, somewhere around there. You're going to win more than half against those teams. Um, I just feel like it's got to happen eventually. And they have Iglesias, who is a very, very good closer. So he's going to win their ball games in the back end of that bullpen. And yeah, I, I, I can't really argue because there's nothing, there's no history or success to back it up on. But I, I just think it's going to happen one of these times. And they're making steps, but they're just not moving quick enough. And that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with Ty that they have the ability to do it. Obviously, we're watching Mike Trout, who's going to go down as maybe the best player to ever play this game. I didn't say uh, Joe Adele either, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Joe Adele, if he can put it together and hit, he could be huge for them because uh, he's great defensively. He's got speed. Um, if he can hit, uh, he'll be playing a factor. Um, Rendon's a great player. Uh, Pujols, obviously, at the end of his career, but you know he's, he's still able to do something. Up, Justin Upton can still hit. Uh, do you think they're going to miss Angelton Simmons? Um, but Jose Iglesias is a great defensive shortstop as well. His bat's a little bit less than Simmons, but I don't know. I, I, I do see where they can do it. Yeah. Um, the, the starting rotation obviously is the weakest part of that team, but like Jose Quintana is, is going to eat innings. He's going to be, he's going to be there. Dylan Bundy had a good year last year. Andrew Haney started to come on at the end of last year. Um, Alex Cobb will eat innings. I mean, mm-hmm. Glenn clearly wasn't, you know, blown away by the signing of Alex Cobb. Um, but he'll he'll eat innings for you. And I do like the pickup of Jose or uh, Rysel Iglesias at the back end as well. Um, and you know what? Both we've we've all knocked Otani. Glenn, Ty, you both took a version of Otani in our, our fantasy baseball draft on Sunday. He's been hitting the cover off the baseball. Um in spring training and he's pitched pretty well as well. So if he can stay healthy and, and do what we all thought he could do, um, that's going to be, you know, a huge X factor as well. Um, I, I, I root for him because I love Mike Trout. So we all want him in the postseason. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the year. I, I think that's the key. I think it's, I think Otani's the key because you're going to have that fierce bat in the lineup. We've been told, and then on even probably more importantly with Otani is the pitching side. Can yeah. he be this ace that people thought that he was going to be? Because if he is, then, you know, the problem solved. The Angels have their ace. If not, then we're right back to where we started. And I'm going to disagree with Scott a little bit. If you're the Angels and you're looking to make the playoffs, you can't just be satisfied with getting guys that are, oh, just going to quote unquote eat innings. You need guys that are going to pitch to a low ERA go out there, give you seven innings, two runs of baseball, and give your team a chance to win every single time you're out there every fifth day. You can't just have a guy go out there and they're going to pitch six, seven innings, but also give up five. Like That's not good enough for me when it comes to a team that wants to make the playoffs. I think you're going to be surprised this year with the the how low these guys' ERAs are, especially in a weakish hitting division where the A's are going to struggle to put up runs 
I mean, maybe about half the time, like they're pretty spotty with their lineup. We talked about it enough. Um, and with the Rangers and the Mariners who just aren't very good baseball teams, like I feel like they're going to have opportunities to show why they're professionals and they can get professionals out. I'm not saying they're going to go up against their own teammate, Mike Trout and, and, and dominate him, but I mean, they're serviceable. Yeah, it looks like right now I'm, I'm just looking at their depth chart real quick cash right now on their starting rotation. They do have six guys on there. So I don't know if that's something that they're considering is pulling out the six man rotation to limit Otani's innings at the start of the year. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a factor for them. And I, I get, I see where Glenn's saying with, you, you don't want just guys that are going to eat innings. Um, but you know, if they can address that at the deadline at some point, maybe it might help them out. Go ahead, Cash. Uh, no, I mean, I think that, you know, Glenn, I think you're being a little harsh on the Angels because, you know, you have to remember that um, starting pitching is not as valuable now as it was. And, I mean, you could look at the Rays. Uh, you could look at, you know, teams who – really use their bullpen more than, than starting pitching. We're talking about the Angels. Do the Angels do that? I don't know if they're going to change direction. I don't. Yeah, but it, they don't do it. So why are, we, like, why are we assuming? I'm not assuming anything. I'm just saying that you can't. But their starting pitching is valuable because they don't play that game. They don't bullpen. They obviously like the have do. faith in their starting pitching because they're not going out and paying uh, Rendon and continuously throwing money at Trout just to not make the playoffs. They, they obviously see something in the squad that they have, especially with such a weak division around them. There's something that they see in the st six starting pitches that they have that they think that they can make a run in the playoffs. I don't think they're just throwing in the, the towel. I, I think that if they really thought they needed a pitcher, they would go out and get Bauer, in my opinion. Because like I said, they're not just throwing money around to lose. We ha uh, yeah, that's a fair point. We haven't just, seen results, though. They've just never done enough. They, they've done something. They've just never done enough to, to put them to that next level, to be the best team in this division, because it is, it's open for the taking um, every year. Like, it's not consistent who's going to, you know, win. Um, Who is the last ace of the Angels? Weaver, 10 years ago? Yeah, Jared Weaver. I mean, Bartolo been, Colon before that. Yeah, they've been playing this game since Weaver left. Let's say 2015, right? So 16, 17, 18, 19. That's, that's five years they've been playing this game with the same kind of caliber of pitchers, just trying to slug themselves to the playoffs, and it hasn't worked. At some point, you got to adjust and say, hey, maybe we should make the extra expenditure for a guy that's going to put us over the top, that next echelon of pitcher. And they just haven't done it. And they're a Los I mean, Angeles team. They're in Anaheim, but they're a quote-unquote Los Angeles team. So they have the money to do it if they wanted to. They've thrown all that money at Pujols and Rendon and Trout and all these guys. Hamilton. Why not get an ace? Why? There's, they've been out there. They were after Cole. They were after Stras Strasburg. They struck out on both. You got you to keep trying. And eventually, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and really overpay for one if you want to get Mike Trout in the playoffs before he's 35 and before he starts to decline. That's just my opinion. I think their window, if it's not now, it's going to be 
Also, their farm system is terrible. They have the worst farm system, and they've had the worst farm system for a while. Yeah, I'm looking at their list of prospects right now, and it, it, it is there's one name that I that I really know in Brandon Marsh, um, and he's another outfielder. So something that they don't really need. Um, yeah, they, they as I said before, they just they never do enough to put them to that next level. And it sucks because we're gonna waste Trout's career. We said it a thousand times. We're gonna waste his career. Um, you know, out there in Anaheim because it, it's a nice stadium. Um, they should be able to attract more, but they don't. And Trout's too good of a guy to cause problems and be unhappy towards the front office. And Cash talked about loyalty when we talked about Billy Bean, but I feel like there's a point for an athlete when you don't need to be loyal to a team that's not loyal back to you. Loyalty is a two-way street. I know they gave him almost a billion dollars, it seems, but if if you're not going to put the team around him, Trout has to be ticked off behind the scenes. He's ne- he'll never say it, but he can't be happy that he never goes to the playoffs. I'm sure it's some sort of a collaborative effort. I mean, his input's got to be at least a conversation or a couple conversations of like, what direction should we go? I'm sure he's involved on these meetings. And like, like you said, he's never going to take it public, but I mean, we will never know if he if like he's expressed displeasure with the front office behind the scenes or or whatnot. But I, I got to imagine I'm on your side there. Like, I, I got to imagine he's upset. Cash, you got any last word on the Angels? Um, well, I think that they're going to be better than you think. That's what I think. OK, that's that, that's fine to think that. Uh, I think they I think they can be around the 83 win marker. I don't think that's when I say you, I don't mean you. I mean you in in general. Okay. Well, I also mean Um, you, but I really mean. Okay. Either you normally, whenever you speak, you you normally mean me, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Let's 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 go back to let's go to the bottom of the division. Um, we'll start with the Mariners. Um, since the Browns have made the playoffs recently, and the Bills. They're the, they're the organization in sports that hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years. They're the laughing stock of sports because 2001 was the last time they made the playoffs. I think they went 116 wins that year, beat the Yankees 1998 record, and then they lost the Yankees in that ALCS, and they haven't been to the playoffs since. Now, you look at their roster. Um, you, they, Kyle Lewis is a name that jumps off for me. Nobody else really does either. They brought back James Paxton. They have Justice Sheffield, who they got in the packs and trade with the Yankees, but and Kyle Seeger. Um, but this this team's just this team just lacks talent at this point. And they're very young. And who knows, maybe in five years they're the team of the AL West because it's not a great division right now. Um, but in twenty twenty one, it seems like it's just gonna be another lost year in Seattle. Not so fast. Oh, really? Friend. Okay. These are my guys. This is the team that I'm I'm rooting for. Oh, and Kalenic. I forgot Kalenic. I'm sorry. These are my guys. I'm rooting for them this year. Um, Kyle Lewis was phenomenal last year. He he wasn't talked about enough. Um, Deservingly won the rookie of the year. Uh, Plays a phenomenal defense out in center field. Uh, Evan White at first base is going to be good. J.P. Crawford, former failed Philly. one gold glove at shortstop doesn't hit a lot yet. Kyle Seager is still there. Um, they're young, yes, but I think they can 
you know, have some fun and play with no pressure. Um, I might be a little biased as well as my high school teammate uh, as their assistant hitting coach. Uh, so he's literally the same exact age as all these guys on the team. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I just think they can be fun and like be under the I think radar. Things can get a little silly. Yes. Things can okay. get weird out there in Seattle. Um, so I'm rooting for him. I want them to be good. I obviously, I don't think they're going to be, you know, pushing for the playoffs. I think they could or pushing for the division. Maybe they could sneak around and, you know, back their way into a wild card spot. It would be tough. Um, but these are my guys. I'm rooting for them. I hope that they're good. I, I hope this doesn't come back to, you know, bite me in the butt, but I'm rooting for the Mariners. So, Mariners are going to make a wild run and beat the Phillies in the World Series. <laughs> you know what? That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because that means the Phillies had a good year. So um, I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, th- there's no names there. There's nothing on that team that says, hey, I'm here to you know win MVP. But as I said, they're, they're my guys. I don't know if anyone else uh, agrees with me at all. <laughs> See where you're coming from, for sure. I think their rotation is better than the Angels' rotation, if that's any consolation. I just think where they lack is the uncertainty in the lineup. I mean, aside like we mentioned it already, Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger are really the only two names that jump out um, that I really even recognize for their major league relevance. Uh, Seager, Kyle Seager. But, like, yeah, like that's pretty much it. But Marco Gonzalez, James Paxton, while somewhat healthy, uh, Justin, Justice Sheffield, Yusei Kikuchi – or, I mean, those, those are four guys that are going to give you innings, and Gonzalez has been pretty good, and Paxton has the possibility to be good. So you never really know in Seattle. Well, Sheffield's going to have to make a major jump because he had a 5.68 ERA last year in five starts, 12 games. He went back to he went back and forth from the bullpen to the rotation. Um, Paxton, He's less than a year older than us, so I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. Pa- Paxton... We got to see if that velocity is back. Remember when he was healthy last year or when he was playing with the Yankees last year, as my laptop's about to die. Give me one second. Um, His velocity was at like 92, 93. And this is a guy that, you know, in 2019 was at 98. So we'll see if his velocity comes back. Who else do we got here? Gonzalez is, he's solid. 3.89. He's boring though. Okay. (laughs) Who Gonzalez? Not my words. Yeah. That's what their uh, former president said. He who shall not be named. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, Flexen they have in this depth chart. Former Met, I believe. years old. Yeah. Um, he, he, he only had two starts in eight games. He had a 2.92. We'll see what happens there. Again, just extremely young. And I think that could be a positive. I mean, it's not like they're a team that's just bad. I mean, they're, they have ba- they're bad, I guess, with a purpose of developing and getting better for the future. So this is a team I feel like is on the rise. I just don't think they're there yet. Yeah, and that's absolutely absolutely fair. I I'm just being optimistic. I and I hope like Jared Kalenic comes up and makes a huge impact, which he probably should. Um, and Taylor Trammell, who they got last year, another young outfielder, could make an impact. There's just there's a lot of potential there long term. That's why I'm excited about him. Um, but yeah, just there's still a lot to be desired there in Seattle. Cash, the floor is yours. I think they stink. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not going to harp on it. I mean, you know, unfortunately, they're very young and and they're just not going to be very good. Um, so, I, Scott, I hope you prove me wrong. But I hope they prove me wrong as well, or prove me right. I guess. No, I knew what you meant. Say. I knew what you yeah. meant. It's all right. All right, let's wrap up this division with the Texas Rangers. Um, Rangers hosted the World Series last year. The problem was that they were not in the World Series last year. That they just they had the stadium was used. That so that's something that they have going for them that they hosted the World Series last year. I'm looking at the roster right now. Who do you guys hang your hat on if you're a Ranger fan? Joey Gallo. Who who's like your guy? Joey Gallo. Gallo how long is he going to stay though? That's the big question. I love him though. I think he's phenomenal. Um but yeah, uh, he's been in a lot of trade rumors, so who knows how long he's going to be there. But he's got to be the guy, right? He just he can't put on to. the pinstripes ever. I mean, it's, it, it would it's, make I me so angry. Odor can't hit 200 for as you know exciting as he can be at times to watch. David Dahl, I wished he would have shown more in uh, Colorado. He was good. Very quick, left-handed guy. Center fielder, good glove, but that's what you get when you have Charlie Blackman over there. I was, and I was thinking Rockies, of someone completely off. I was com- thinking of someone completely different. Odor hit three fourteen last year, so that's on my. Yeah, but he has been struggling. Like ever since yeah. he like got into a little scuffle with Jose Bautista, his he's been on the decline. I would say. He also hasn't played in a lot of games. He played in seventeen games in two thousand nineteen, fourteen games in two thousand twenty. He played in 21 games in 2018. Are you looking at MLB.com? I think their stats are messed up. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. I am looking at MLB.com, and they're very weird today. Yeah, the, you so just at, forget everything I just said. Are you looking at their spring training stats? Because that's what they prioritize right now, which is annoying. Yeah. Well, I was last noticing week, that we talking, Why? Last Why? Week, they just fucked me up. All <laughs> when we It were said some random person. Week. I forget who it was. Wait, sorry, Cash. You were talking very low. I didn't realize. Uh, all I was saying was when I was saying stats last week about like Talon um, and, and some other people, I was looking at MLB.com and th- the stats were just very incorrect. There's something wrong with the website. Yeah. So my credibility for today's episode is completely gone because I've been giving those stats all show. So, you know, Tyler, oh, yeah. if you don't want to post this episode, that's totally fine. No, Glenn, <laughs> the headline, the headline would most definitely say in 2021, Glenn produces fake stats for baseball four but if you would read the article you would get the color behind it that clearly the website's a little messed up so we'll get we'll cut you a break today. yeah uh, so, so we just got to make sure the news. person writing that you just got to write make sure the person writing the headline is you know fair and doesn't isn't out to get me i would agree so it, so it is what it is but you know the rangers who's your guy you never got to it i, I don't have a guy i guess <laughs> i guess it's i guess it's joey gallo chris davis i guess hey let me ask let me ask this question instead in comparison to the Rangers and Mariners, both you know on the same kind of level, the Mariners have a much brighter future than the oh, Rangers do at this point. Absolutely, I like. I I don't see any direction for this Rangers roster. What's their farm system look like? Do you have your their farm system up? Let's see. Uh, third baseman and Josh Young, uh, who's in Double A right now, he's highly regarded. Uh, Dane Dunning, starting pitcher, um, who pitched last at the end of last season for the White Sox, was traded for Lance Lynn and Leotis T- Tavares out in the outfield as well. He not, played last year, right? 
yeah, he played a little bit at the end of last year as well. Um, but no, no big names really. Kind of similar to the Angels. Uh, not, not a lot of uh, excitement around this uh, this farm system. Yeah, they're in a weird spot because, like, two years ago when Rendon was a free agent, I know they were big in on him because he's from Texas. Uh, they wanted to make a splash for their new stadium, um, but they. I kind of feel like they need a reset. Like they didn't do a good job after the world series runs um, of kind of resetting. And now they're kind of in a, just a spot of no man's land. Like if I were to take a roster, I'd clearly take the Mariners roster over theirs. The only player I would want all the only player I would want is Joey Gallo. Did you mention Scott that, uh, Acuna's brother is in their farm system. Is he? He is. Uh, he is their number eighth ranked prospect in rookie ball. I'm sure he's okay. ranked number oh, eight. Okay. Because Luis, of his Luis last on, name. Luis on hell. Ronald Acuna is a stud. I just had to throw. I'm a huge Ronald Acuna fan. I don't know if you guys knew that, but yeah, I glanced right over that. He he looks like he's a shortstop second baseman. He's only 19 years old, so he's a uh, he's not quite there yet. But maybe. No, no, no. Uh, Maybe he'll make a quick rise like Ronald did. Ronnie got the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Rangers, a lot of a lot of baseball teams this year just seem like they're bad and they're also bad without direction. And I feel mm-hmm. like the Rangers are approaching that level. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Let's do some final standings before we get into some miscellaneous spring training talk. Tyler, I feel like you're going to shock me here. I don't really know what I'm going to say. That's going to be. I, I feel like you have a surprise for us with your division prediction. I mean, it's definitely not going to be conventional, but it's definitely. It, I don't know. There's not a lot, a lot of thought into this. It's just kind of what feels correct at the moment right now. And I'm going to go Astros, Athletics, Angels, Mariners, Rangers. Okay. Okay. Scott, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. I'm giving it to the Angels. The Angels are going to win it. Um, wow. I'm going to get bigger I, balls than I. Wish, I, I wish we were at if we were at WMCX right now. I press that hockey with a triple <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm giving it to him. This is the year. Mike Trout's going to carry the team. Otani's going to have a good year. Um, Oakland in second. Let's put Seattle in third. Put some money where my mouth is. We're okay. going to put Seattle in third. The Astros are going to come in fourth, and Texas in wow. last. Wow. How bad? How bad for the Astros? How under five hundred are they going to be? Uh, let's see. Well, what does our good friend Pakoda say? Pakoda has them at ninety-one. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> I don't know. I well, I'm saying, I'm saying, in this ideal situation, the Mariners are right around five hundred. So I don't think the Astros are going to would be much worse than that. So I, I'd put in my scenario here, Astros are a five hundred team. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Oakland, Houston, Los Angeles, Seattle, Texas. I feel like that's kind of what I guess the majority would say. So I'm going to, I'm going to side with them, but I think Oakland's going to, I think Oakland's going to run it back. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs and then like the twins would normally do if they made the playoffs, they're going to bounce out early. I think Houston just by name alone and how they still have, you know, some of the, some of the guys that they had in their glory days, I think that'll get them to second. Um, and then I think, you know, Los Angeles, I think they're going to struggle pitching again. 
And then obviously we talked about Seattle and Texas. So I think that's where I'm going to go with that. Cash, you're up. All right. Uh, Scott, I'm going to agree with you. I got the Angels winning. Um, I have the Athletics coming in second, the Mariners in third, and then the Rangers. Uh, the Astros are another team. Uh, yeah, they're 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 in there somewhere. I'll put I'll put them last. Banish them. I feel like I, you put them in this. last last year as well. I did. I love this shtick that you have with the Astros. I think it's so funny. I mean, it's not a shtick. I I um, truly have hatred in my heart for them, so that's okay. Who do you hate more, the Astros or the Brewers? The Astros. Okay. And it's not even close. Who do you hate more, the Astros or May? <laughs> That's close. That is close. <laughs> That's close. But, you know, you have, <laughs> to my knowledge, you haven't cheated. So I'm going to give it to the Astros. Oh, you don't know that. You don't know that. That's why I said, um, to my knowledge, you haven't cheated. So. To your knowledge. All right. I'll make sure you don't find out if, if and you when. You definitely cheated in arcades when you were little, Glenn. Like you ran around and tried, to, you you tied a uh, coin to the string and you put it in the machines and you pulled no, it back out. And got your I didn't do that. I would lose. I'd punch the machine and get kicked out of the arcade. There That's you go. Set would. the alarm off. Set like actually happened fitness once. for kids. I, that happened once. I punched, you know, the stackers game. I, I got to love the, that game. I got to the I got to the ends at the major award and I lost by like one slot and I and you threw know, a fucking tamper attention. No, I yeah. jabbed the glass like case that <laughs> the game's in, and one of the attendants was like, "You gotta go." I was like nine. Go. It is what it is. Um, Jacob Degrom's in midseason form already. It, it's pretty stupid what he is able to do, and uh, this is a guy who. You know, when that whole Mets pitching rotation all came up at the same time, I'm talking about Harvey and Syndergaard and Wheeler and Mats, you know, he was he wasn't the top guy. It was Harvey. I think I remember Syndergaard was after Harvey. Um, Wheeler was a big guy because he came in the Beltron trade to San Francisco. Uh, DeGrom was this converted shortstop who came up just because they needed a starter against the Yankees. I remember his first game was against the Yankees. Chase Whitley also made his major league debut pitched for the Yankees. The Yankees actually won that game and DeGrom got the loss, but he was a converted shortstop. He was never a top prospect and he's become the best pitcher we've seen in probably 20 years. It's crazy. And if you watch him in spring training, 101 101 miles an hour already, 94 mile an hour sliders, I, it's it, 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 if you make contact against him and put the ball in play and hit the ball hard, that's a miracle in it of itself. I don't know how people score on him. Yeah, I, I had this same conversation with my buddy Dan uh, earlier today. And I, it, it's disgusting what he's doing. Um, his his mechanics are just flawless. It's so smooth and easy. Like. Someone his size shouldn't be throwing that hard because he's like he's taller, but he's skinny, and like there, there just doesn't look like there would be a lot of power coming from him. And he's just throwing 100 miles an hour with ease. Uh, as you mentioned, 94 mile an hour sliders, 90 mile an hour change ups. It's gross. And I said the same thing. Degrom was like the third or fourth pitcher, you know, in that in 2015, 2014, like. Like we were talking about Degrom, and now he's incredible. Like I don't really know what else to say about him other than that he's incredible. 
Tyler. Yeah, Echo. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's a good pitcher. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not much else to say. I'm a big Mets hater, and I, I try to hate on everything Mets, but I can't. The guy's you, filthy. Yeah, you, you can't hate on him as much as we all want to. I, it pains me to say, like, it really does. He's so good. I mean, we're all the both of us, all four of us are in the two fan bases that probably hate the Mets the most out of any other fan base in baseball. But, you know, if it's DeGrom Day and he's on SNY, you're going to watch that game. Even if you hate the Mets and hate everything about the Mets and you hate watching them, you're going to watch DeGrom pitch because, you know, it's that kind of special event that's happening that night. And, you know, pitchers like him don't come around a lot. No. Especially right-handers. I mean, there's a ton of great lefties out there. Kershaw in his prime. Um, But, you know, someone from the right side to do what he does, like kind of like what Clemens did back in his era. Another cheater. Yeah, I, I would even put him as like that that peak Pedro Martinez, right? Yeah, like late '90s, early 2000s Pedro. Um, do you guys think Degrom's going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think he he has two Cy Youngs. It wouldn't surprise me if he got two more before he he ended it. At, at, like he's he's already 32. He's going to be 33. So like, I think that might affect him a little bit. But like, and like the lack. I mean. Wins over the last couple of years have lost a lot of value. He's only got 70 wins, mainly because the Mets don't know how to hit when he pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to look at it the other way. The fact that he has 70 wins is remarkable. <laughs> you, yeah, and you you could make that argument, but it's it's the two Cy Youngs that put him over the top. I think if he retired today, he would be a Hall of Famer. You're probably right. You probably he should be. Um, I, I was just because he came up at a later age. He didn't you know, make break it into the big leagues until he was 26. So he got a little bit of a later start, but it is just disgusting. And it, it is a joy to watch him. His ERA in his career from 2014 to now, it went 269, 254, 304, 353, 170, 243, 238. So his worst ERA is 2017 at 35. That's and a lot that of year- guys. A lot of guys, their best year is a 3-5. That was 2017? Yeah. Yes. How many times did he pitch against the Astros? <laughs> I don't know. Did he miss a year with Tommy John? Or no? Or am I, he didn't. No. He might have no. had, had it when he was in the minors, but that's, that's probably what it was. He's been healthy since he's been in. The, he's got a couple back injuries, but... Um, he's been in the league seven years. He has top... 10 Cy Young voting in five of them. Um, I think if he Pretty goes impressive. another three years, the way he's been going, I think that gets him in the Hall of Fame. Cash did not face Houston in 2017. I uh, was more of a joke question, but I appreciate <laughs> I, the answer. You're welcome. Um, I was going to say before, that year that he had the 3.53, he had the most um, wins. So, yeah, DeGrom, okay. amazing. Glenn's on input lag again. Yeah. Tyler, finish your point. I finished it already. Oh, you did? Okay, great. Um, okay, let's move <laughs> on. Great. All right. So let's talk about the Yankees for a second. Okay, so I think one of the competitions for the Yankees is their final couple of bench spots. So Higashioka's getting one, Gardner's getting one. That leaves the last two bench spots to two of um Dietrich, Bruce, Wade, and Talkman. 
Who do you guys want to see as those two last guys on the bench? Does Dietrich play the infield? Yes, yeah, he plays first base and third base. He and the second, outfield, right? He plays second as and well. And the outfield. I mean, that's pretty valuable. However, Wade's a lefty. So is Dietrich. You're right. He is a lefty. Bruce Andrews. is also lefty. Well, Bruce is outfield. I wasn't. Every single one of those are lefties, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're all lefties. I love Tyler Wade. I agree. I think he adds that speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would take Wade and Dietrich. Have you seen Jay Bruce play? It's got to be Jay Bruce and Dietrich for me. I mean, Bruce is a major leaguer. He, For the same reason that Brett Gardner deserves the spot on MLB roster, Jay Bruce does as well. Maybe not. I mean, there's no heart-to-heart connection there with the Yankees when and Jay Bruce, but I, I don't know. And Derek Dietrich... When he was with the Reds, that three homer performance or whatever home run tear he went on was enough to show me that that guy can swing a bat in the major leagues. So put him in there. Talkman doesn't do it for me. Wade can't swat a fly if they gave him a fly swatter. And Mike Ford, we just don't need him. I'm sorry, we just don't. Oh, I forgot Mike Ford. Thank you. Um, I just how many home run hitters is this team going to carry? Like I feel like Wade. First of all, he's a shortstop, and the Yankees don't have a backup shortstop. Their backup shortstop without Wade would be Urshela, who doesn't play shortstop a lot. Played shortstop today against he Detroit good but he looked yeah he looked good but you like ideally he's your starting third baseman so if Glaber takes a day off now you're making third base worse by putting Urshela at short you're gonna make shortstop worse because you know Urshela is not naturally a shortstop so you're just juggling around the infield instead of just putting Wade there and leaving it all alone Wade just brings something different and you're gonna be able to pinch run for him defensive replacement I just feel like Wade's, he doesn't, you don't need every single guy on your 25 man roster to be able to hit 30 home runs. And I think Wade offers something Thank that's you. different that the Yankees need. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I think Wade, Wade's, I think Wade gets a spot. And I think, because I think Glenn's delayed again, uh, Jay Bruce is hitting 300. And Derek Dietrich is hitting uh, 067 uh, this spring. So, yeah, but he's got great muscles. Great. So did Dan Ugla. <laughs> Dan Ugla's uh, good, though. He stunk. He hit like 180 for his career. Did um, he really? <laughs> I don't know. That's he might have had one good year on the Indians. There's no shot. Um, he made it into a video game, okay? A backyard video game. <laughs> he. Jay Bruce is going to make that team. He he's a professional. He puts together good at bats. Um, dare I say, good uh, clubhouse guy. Um, so I'm giving those two spots to Jay Bruce and Tyler Wade. If it was up to me, but it's not because the Yankees don't acknowledge my presence. Mainly because I'm not a fan. They don't acknowledge our presence. Yeah, we are. Well, you help. you guys are way too overspoken. You've you've you know. You've spewed a lot of hate towards them, so you're on the Hate's shit. not the right word. Hate you're is on, not the right word. You're on Maybe the for Glenn. For Glenn, it's the right word. But You're for, on You're on the shit list. I don't I, think that's I, fair. I'm still on the nice list for the Yankees, um, so maybe they should listen to me. Any Yankee Dan, fan that has all good, nice things to say about Isn't a team, real Yankee fan. There you go. Thank you, Cash. <laughs> I'm the same way with the Phillies. I, I Dan Ugla wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. I don't know what Scott is saying. One eighty average for his Dan Ugla, he <laughs> stunk. He made he made three All Star teams. Yeah, he and two eighty two in two thousand six, two sixty in two thousand eight. 
I just after 2011, it just fell apart for him. Yeah. And do you guys remember the all-star game at Yankee stadium where it went on forever and forever? The yes. fans were cheering for the American league to hit the ball to Ugla because he couldn't make a play defensively. The fans were cheering for him to fail. He's, I don't remember that. He stunk. He made like four errors in that game. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know. I just watched him a lot because he played for the Marlins and I just feel like he never hit. He just hit home runs or he struck out. Um, so I think he stinks. Like, um, what was it? Like Adam Dunn, right-handed Adam Dunn. I think Adam Dunn was better. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Who knows? What's going on in Philly's land? You know, they got their shit kicked in by the, uh, the, Blue Jays today, but you know, it's spring training. Uh, What's that fifth starter spot look like? Oh, it's going to go to Matt Moore and Chase Anderson, most likely. Matt God. Moore's looked really good coming back from Japan. Um, so many old Tampa Bay Rays just pop up out of nowhere for me. Yeah. He's he, one of them. He's looked really, really good. Uh, Chase Anderson's looked really good as well. Um, Spencer Howard is their top pitching prospect, is still fighting for that fifth spot. Um, it's really, I said it last week, it's coming down to the center field battle of, uh, Adubel Herrera, Mickey Moniak, Scott Kingry, Roman Quinn, Adam Hazley. We got five guys battling for center field. Um, it's going to get messy, um, towards opening day, especially if Adubel Herrera continues to, uh, to hit the cover off the baseball like he has. Because uh, there's a lot of people that don't, don't like him and don't want him for the same reason. You know, Herman is getting flack for the Yankees. I think a is going to make the team. And yeah. I might get hate for it, but I would be okay with it if he's on the roster for baseball purposes. Yep. These guys are assets and if they're gonna they're gonna perform and help a team win a world series then they're gonna de- they're gonna deal with any off the field kind of issues that they have not just Kansas what we've City been Chiefs. A- just j- not just what we were talking about with these two specific guys but really anything if they do anything if they can hit if they can feel that they can throw they'll find a spot so that's just the way we that's just the world we live in at this point um off the field news lebron buys stock in the red sox um, I don't like LeBron James. I didn't need more of a reason to not like LeBron James, but <laughs> here we are. Um, I don't know what the uh, end game is. I doubt he'll ever have majority control of the Boston Red Sox, but Can I explain you know it? it's news because it's LeBron James, and you know the guy's just a fraud because he wears a Yankee hat to an Indians Yankees playoff game in Cleveland, and then he roots for the Dodgers when he's in Laker, and he probably he rooted for the Indians when he came back to Cleveland the second time, and now he's buying stock in the Red Sox. Um, big fraud energy from LeBron James. Uh, I know Cashman's a big fan, but you know, no, not my no, guy. I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm a Laker fan who wants to watch the Lakers win. I am not a LeBron fan. And now I'm going to go off of what you just said. Yeah. He was a Yankee fan. The dude's got billions of dollars. If he has an opportunity to buy stock or buy a percentage of a major league baseball team and that's what he wants to do then if the red sox are the only ones available then fine major league baseball teams just don't go up for sale very often so if that's what he wants to do then that's what he wants to do all right but before we get way too far away from this i'd like to just reel you guys back in and explain that this was not a conscious decision on lebron james's part to become 
and owner of the Boston Red Sox. So I don't want to get these groups mixed up, so I'm going to read it. But he in, originally invested in Liverpool through Fenway Sports Group, I believe. And that stake has increased, now making him a partner of Fenway Sports Group, which also now, because he's a partner, gets ownership of the Red Sox because of that. Or he's technically considered it. Okay. But he didn't just say, hey, I'm going to go purchase parts of the part of the Red Sox and right. just move on. It was just kind of like, a, hey, this is kind of cool that this is now the case because he's a partner of Fenway Sports Group. I don't know. I just don't like him. And you know what? I'm, I'm with you. A, I'm totally with I'll you. Go a step fo- I'll go a step further. Space Jam 2 looks terrible. Looks oh, I'm, I'm so upset by it. It looks but- horrible. And I hate him for it. I'm going to blame him for it. Not the cinematography, not the editor, not the director or producer. It's LeBron's fault that Space Jam 2 is going to ruin everything for me. Bad job. Yeah, good for him. Diversifying. Good for him. He's got the money. Cash made his piece. I I don't care. (laughs) Do we have any final thoughts before we send it? We send it away for another week. Mm-mm. No, no, you know I ask every week, and you guys never do. One day I'm just gonna stop asking, and you guys are gonna have something. To <laughs> I, I mean, me. I, I got great enjoyment out of Darren O'Day drilling that guy in the nuts um, on a strikeout. And then that, he swung. Was, that was great. Uh, so if we were doing winners and losers of the week, uh, Darren O'Day would be my winner, and Tony Walters would be my loser because he was the one that got hit and struck out. I have a winner. John Sterling's my winner. Stepped into the yes booth on Monday. Good for him. I think John Sterling should narrate everything. He should be the announcer for everything. John Sterling and Morgan Freeman. Tag teaming. I would die for John Sterling. I think anyone who doesn't like him should kick rocks. Scott, what are your thoughts as someone who's not a Yankee fan and doesn't like, you know, doesn't have Yankee colored glasses on when it comes to John Sterling? Uh, So I've, I have limited experience with him. That's, one that stands out to me the most was uh, the Yankees twins wild card game when Severino got rocked at the beginning of the game. I remember I was in the car. I was driving around at Monmouth. I was listening to that game. Um, yeah, he's good. It sounds like he's a legend. Um, I'm not a, a, I might, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Susan. She kind of bored me. She's fine. She's great. Um, but yeah, John Sterling's a, a legend. My dad always used to impersonate his uh, his Yankees win little thing when at the end of the game. So those are my memories of John Sterling. Right. Gotta love John. All right, is that is that it? Am I am I wrapping it up now? You guys aren't going to interrupt my intro. I'm going my to outro. Vegas. I got to pack, so we got to. That's wrap this fun. Up. That's my final <laughs> when, thought. When are you flying out? Five o'clock tomorrow. Oh my! PM. In the morning? No, PM. I'm oh, going okay. to work, that's but cool. I still have to pack because oh, I'm going cool. to work. So. All right. Well, you know, make good decisions out there in Vegas. That, uh, I'm playing baseball. Like, we can are you gonna watch? Full circle. Are you watching The Hangover tonight? Tonight? <laughs> yeah, tonight. If in no, preparation, I, I might go live The Hangover. Oh, I would I'm love that. Not. It's gonna, gonna be the opposite of The Hangover. Weekend. It's gonna be that a very will... wholesome Vegas trip. Sorry, you did it. <laughs> you had to happen. Yeah. That will just about do it for this episode of Base It Ball Four for Tyler Bloomstick, Alex Cashman, Scott Roswell. My name is Glenn Denegris. Next week we got the AL Central, so stick around for that, and we'll see you when that happens.